All right. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage podcast. I am your host, David, as per usual. And um, uh, this is normally where I would introduce my co-host, Ted White. However, he is off this week. However, we have a fantastic person joining us in his stead. Um, If you have been listening to the podcast for a while and or fairly recently where we changed up our intro music and then added um, our Shit That Doesn't Suck uh, intro music. Um, I had a really good friend of mine named Allison uh, write that for me, and uh, she is here today, joined uh, to talk about our episode topic. Hello, Allison. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm excellent. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for being here. I of course, I'm excited it. to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we um, before we dive into our our topic, um, I just want to thank you once again for for writing that um, the the shit that doesn't suck music. <laughs> it's so great, and like we've we've gotten a lot of compliments on that. Um, and I know you didn't have a, a hand in the the other the mm-hmm. actual intro music, but that like when I inserted your music right before we you know start that closing segment of the podcast my first reaction was you know i love the music just on its Mm -hmm. own like i would just jam jam (laughs) out to it randomly like it's just you know a short 30 second clip but i would um uh i would uh, i put it in there and then i was like Man, this makes us sound like really professional. Like right? we're a professionally produced podcast. Like we have a producer. Like I'm not the jabroni behind the podcast, like editing and doing all the legwork. Mm-hmm. Like we actually have money to hire someone to come in and like pass the buck to. Um, and uh, and we got similar uh, comments. Like when we got compliments on how good it sounds, and you know the the other music, they were like, yeah, like. The, the placement and you know how you fade everything in and out like sounds good and I'm like I mean I gotta lend it I, it's all done on GarageBand so obviously <laughs> I can't take a whole lot of the credit uh, but yeah the um, you know, I got a lot of compliments for it and I feel like you they should all be directed at you because you are the musical genius behind <laughs> thanks I'm glad music. it works yeah um, and I love the um asking you about the how you did the shit that doesn't yeah. suck part like so you you remind me again how you did that because there's uh, a way in apple mac laptops where you can like automate siri to say whatever you want in a text file just on your desktop okay and it'll automatically record it to just a, a file on your desktop so you can have her say whatever you want you can have her like read a script or just literally whatever you type and okay. that's it. Yeah. I'm going to have to look into it's that great. For, for future projects. <laughs> and there's if, like 20 different voices you can pick. Is is that is it really up to that many now? Like I think. I was like, and they all have their own names. They're like, you want Sarah? And I'm like, who's? <laughs> Where's Siri? Like, yeah, I, I think I have the British person mm-hmm. uh, that, that does my GPS. I mean, I, I very rarely use um, uh, the, the Apple mm-hmm. maps, uh, but... Yeah, I think I I elected the the British person, mm-hmm. the Australian person. Yeah, I think I have I call him my Kiwi man. Is that what they call it? <laughs> New Zealand? <laughs> yeah, New Zealand. Right. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I just wanted to thank you once again for, for boosting our our image and our sound to to make us look just a bit more professional. Yeah, it was so, fun. Now yeah. I have uh, something in my portfolio yes. that's called shit that doesn't suck. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't get you, you know, job offers like right off the bat, then I don't know what will. I mean, just having like that top tier, like this is what I'm the most proud of. This little, you know, 30 second clip that goes on this, you know, podcast that fucking no one knows about. <laughs> like four people listen to. No. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for that. And mm-hmm. thank you for coming on. Um, and I guess that's a decent segue to uh, go into our actual topic for for this episode. Um, we've we've kind of been hanging out uh, for you know a few hours so far today, and it's been very hard to stay off topic because yes. <laughs> like, I mean, this is what, you know, more or less what you came over for mm-hmm. is to to record this and to talk about this. and um, you know, we already talked about Bo Burnham's Inside special on Netflix quite a bit over text, um, mainly because, you know, your girlfriend, Megan, mm-hmm. um, she, <laughs> I texted her at first. Um, yeah, I wasn't necessarily a playing favorite. She was just the first person mm-hmm. that I, I thought of. And she was like, eh, I thought it was okay, but you know, maybe talk to Megan. And then she must have hollered from like another room, like, She's like, Damn, it's about to text And I was like, Yes, I can talk to somebody finally. Yeah. And so, you know, we rambled for quite a bit, as much as you can do over text, mm-hmm. um, you know, discussing, you know, high points and favorite moments of the show. Um, and. And then a day or so later, you know, I sent you a text like, hey, would you like to come on and like talk about it? And you were up for it. And I was fucking stoked about about that. So, um, yeah, let's let's get into it. Cool. So, yeah. Um, So the special uh, on Netflix, if you haven't heard of it, it's uh, it's inside. Uh, Right. Yeah. It's if you live on the Internet. There's really no reason, or not live on the internet. If you have the internets, which everyone does, um, you definitely have heard about it by now. Um, it's okay if you haven't seen it. However, like, spoiler alert, I guess. I mean, you know, we usually throw out spoiler alerts for, like, movies and TV shows, so it kind of feels weird to throw spoiler it out. Spoiler for, for this is I, that it's sad. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a bit of sadness to this, um, masked in uh, quite a bit of comedy. Um, there is a lot of sadness to it, um, but that's, um, you know, we, we also talked off air about, like, both of us revisiting Bo's, like, older stuff, um, like his other Netflix specials, and we talked about how that was a little on the... Not necessarily sad side, but like, you know, cynical and self-deprecating and, mm-hmm. you know, serious at some times. But, um, you know, there's usually uh, he always finds a way to like bring it back to mm-hmm. just be straight yeah. up funny. Like it very rarely ends on him just being sad and awkward. Mm-hmm. So uh, and you brought up a, a really good point earlier today when we were talking about it about how like if you watch his specials like you know start from the beginning and you know work your way up to inside it's almost like it kind of crescendos yeah inside a lot of the the middle special 
I can't remember um, what that one is called, but he there's a whole like section where he's talking about like living your life not being a performer or through the I'm guessing they implied the internet and then to immediately follow that with all of inside where it's like it takes on that to a whole another level it's like okay this definitely sets this inside special up so well yeah and it might not have been intentional it might just have been you know his common uh thought process right yeah for sure um so we uh we didn't do a whole lot of preparing for this episode <laughs> uh you know we we basically came up with the idea uh, or I had the idea to do an episode on this, um, uh, on this special, uh, like the minute I watched it <laughs> and I just wanted to make sure we, like we could do it in a timely manner. That way we released the episode and it was still, you know, contemporary, mm-hmm. like people were, you know, still on the tips of people's tongues and, um, and then, I discovered that you had watched it. And so that's, uh, you know, it just kind of all fell mm-hmm. into place. So I was, I was pretty grateful for that. Um, but yeah, other, other than you, we're just going to free ball it uh, tonight. And, and I think the approach that we're going to take is just giving general thoughts and feelings at first. And then we're going to hit the special track by track. Um, Cause I mean, there are, you know, there's quite a few, uh, I think. Let's see, how many are there? Looks like... So, uh, if you go to the Wikipedia page for Inside, it actually, if, if you scroll down to track listing, it's separated by disc one and disc two, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe this got uh, a disc release uh, and, and they separated it, but I mean... I know that the the don't want to know track that's mm-hmm. supposed to kind of serve as like an intermission, mm-hmm. like halfway point. But anyways, none of this fucking matters. Um, <laughs> we're going to pretty much go through a track by track and, and kind of talk about each one. And, you know, we'll spend an appropriate amount of time on, on each one. We're not going to drone on and on uh, <laughs> about it. But, you know, if we find one that, you know, really... Uh, you know, resonated with us. We'll probably spend a little bit more time on that. So, um, sound good? Mm-hmm. Cool. So, I want to hear your general thoughts and feelings. I mean, I've mm-hmm. kind of already heard them, yeah. but our listeners mm-hmm. have uh, have not. So, yeah. My general thought was that the whole special was extremely validating. I think a lot, just for me personally, um, that I. Th- have the same like thought track sometimes is what Bo tries to get at Mm -hmm. and sometimes I think that I'm being like overly cynical or I'm being crazy and then to have that special come out especially after 2020 I was like oh okay like I'm not crazy I'm a little bit still but I'm not crazy (laughs) yeah you're not alone yeah Mm -hmm. and it was like such an artful approach to being cynical when you maybe shouldn't be in a time that's cynical when like the world's already bad enough but also like a healthy distraction and Mm -hmm. cathartic all in one and the fact that he could just do it all by himself in the middle of like a a mental breakdown basically is like beyond me 
Yeah. Is so impressive. Yeah. That is probably my favorite thing mm-hmm. about this special. Um, I, I don't want to cut in if you're still oh, no, going. No. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I didn't want to be rude. Um, I, uh, Ted and I, we, we usually talk over each other. <laughs> We're like, hey, shut the fuck up. It's my turn. Um, you know, two dudes, and I, as you do. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, when I saw that it was all done by him, it was, everything was written, everything, it was directed, it was edited, cut, um, all the music was written by him, the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. I was like, just that in and of itself is incredibly yeah i i I, like the lighting is perfect Mm -hmm. the music perfect like there's not one bad track Mm -mm. in in this special um i will say that listening to it on spotify does lose a bit of the effect yeah like i I feel like the music and the video go hand in hand Mm -hmm. like um but it's not going to stop me from listening yeah. to it because, like, I've seen it. I think I've watched it four times now. Um, I think I have too. Yeah, four yeah, times. Yeah, because uh, I'm I'm a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> like we were just talking earlier, like about how both of our watch lists and cues are a mile long. <laughs> yeah, we we choose to watch the, the same, same show over and over again. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like it's validated for this one because, um, kind of like what you said, it's it's validating. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, uh, you know, we were all kind of feeling this, this morose, uh, feeling of just being down and depressed and anxious. And, you know, if it wasn't about like being trapped inside, it was about thinking about the outside world and then thinking about, you know, where do we go from here? Like, Especially as things started to kind of look up with like the, you know, the distribution of the vaccine and how they were able to get that going really quickly. Like that was, you know, super positive Mm -hmm. and obviously great because obviously so many people have been able to get vaccinated and, um, but, uh, it, it still created a lot of anxiety, uh, for, I mean, me included. And, you know, I, I'm obviously speaking for a lot of people, but. You know, we've been in our houses for like the last 16, 17, 18 months. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where do we, where do we go from here? Like, what is life going to look like? Is it going to go back to normal? Is it going to be a new normal? Is it going to be like a hybrid of the Mm -hmm. two? Um, You know, and, you know, we both work at the same company and we've been working from home since March of Mm -hmm. 2020. And, you know, we're, we're about to go back to the office but like it's it's honestly made me a little anxious oh, about yeah, me going too. back like i'm excited about going back to the office cuz i'm kind of a social butterfly like i <laughs> I, I i like to be around people like i i get energized by being around like friends mm-hmm. um but at the same time like i've gotten used to working from home i've gotten into a groove mm-hmm. um I, I don't know you know how, how you feel about that i i, I think you kind of are on yeah the same, kind of on the same board yeah um i it's weird for me because i started with the company in february of 2020 and then yeah i basically was... have done my job at home 
the entire time. time. Yeah. So I, there are people at the company that I haven't met yet in person. Yeah, they me don't either. know who I am. I don't know who they are. Mm-mm. So it almost yeah. feels like I'm restarting the job. Even though, like, I know what I'm doing now, but yeah. it's like it, it feels the way it did in February. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and I started. I think I guess I started about six months, seven months before you mm-hmm. did, uh, but still I. You know, I was in my own little nook, cubby. Mm-hmm. You know, the the dev department is so, like, the people listening, they're like, get on to this. <laughs> like, we get nothing out of your personal relationship at work. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, I, um, I, I'm i kind of in the same boat where mm-hmm. I'm still meeting people mm-hmm. at work. Um, but anyways, so, yeah, uh, all that said, like, I fucking loved it. Obviously, I've seen it, like, three, at least three, maybe four mm-hmm. times. Um, and listen to it on Spotify. Yeah, times it's like by now. my top recently played, just about always. <laughs> yeah, it's it's what I listen to when I'm walking the dog, and <laughs> like I, I feel for the people that just randomly see me, like either walking the dog or driving the car, and I'm like laughing my ass off. They're like, "What the hell is wrong with that dude?" I'm just listening just inside, jamming. man. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> um. So, with all that said, uh, I think our listeners have a decent idea about how we feel mm-hmm. about the, the special, and it is overwhelmingly positive. Love it. 10 out of 10. Yes. 10 <laughs> out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, let's let's hit the uh, hit the high notes of, of each track. So, the first one is, Daddy made you some content. <laughs> Why, Daddy? Uh <laughs> I yeah I lost it at, at that point, but this I feel like really set the tone mm-hmm. for this special. Like I knew that it was going to be something really special when this song started, and he turned his headlamp yeah, on. Yeah, that was such a cool the, moment. <laughs> yeah, like because it hit that like banger part mm-hmm. of the 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 track, and yeah, and just the. You know, and it was all like practical effects. Mm-hmm. There's like nothing special mm-hmm. about like it, it was just all like lighting. And you know, if you watch his Netflix specials, like lighting is an yeah, integral it's very part theatrical. Of, yeah, um, it, it's very much like the kind of comedic one man show mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I don't, what are, what are your thoughts on the kind of like what you said? I knew it was gonna be something different because like the way I interpreted like Daddy made you some content was the artist basically being like sit down and listen to this and like you're gonna you're gonna want to list like pay attention yeah and i was like oh okay like usually that doesn't happen someone's like grateful that they're listening and you're like oh yeah please stay and he was kind of like it's it's here like let's go (laughs) it's starting yeah yeah i felt like it kind of i mean this is going to be a reoccurring theme throughout the entire episode as we talk about all these tracks but I feel like each one has a lot of different meanings and layers to mm-hmm. it. And this one, like, I, I think that's definitely um, a valid, you know, argument for, for that song. For me, what I got out of it was, like, a bit more self-deprecating. Like, <laughs> where it, it's like, don't worry. I You know, I've, I've been gone for a while, but, you know... I'm back. Every, everyone, everyone bow down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't worry. I've, I've made you something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's that's kind of how I interpreted it because mm-hmm. if I was at that level of um, of awesomeness and and art artistry, then that's probably how I would yeah, present it. Yeah, there's definitely too. some expectation to like. You can't just come back and be like, okay, I'm back. You have to like have something to prove for your mental journey or, you know, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. That's, um, it is the struggle of the online content Mm -hmm. creator Mm -hmm. is, it's like you, you got to keep that wheel Mm -hmm. turning, you know, you got to be always pumping out content, you know, podcasts are no uh, exception, Mm -hmm. you know, the, you know, it's basically two keys your shit's got to be good um which is why we have a segment that shit doesn't suck <laughs> great it's it's none of ours um we talk about other people's stuff that that doesn't suck um but yeah and two you know consistency is mm-hmm. key so yeah that that kind of makes sense but um yeah i kind of liked how like compared to the other tracks in this special it was pretty simple in terms of the music and mm-hmm. the lighting. You just had the disco ball. Mm-hmm. I think it was it was maybe the only song in the special that included the disco ball. I, I could be maybe. wrong. Um, there might be another one or two in there, but uh, it's the only one that I can think of. Off yeah, the, the only of one where like that was absolutely like what you were supposed to to see. Right. And also, like, I started thinking earlier, like, how do disco balls work? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't even know. Like, do they, do they have a motor in them and they turn? Like, I think, I don't know where the motor is at. This might. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. Is like, it in the ball or is it, like, in the ceiling? I was wondering if, like, you, at if you can like oh, replace actually, it with your, your I think there's a clip fan? of him spinning the ball. Is and there? I, there might be. I don't know if it's related to that, but hmm. there's a kind of a, a cut scene where he is doing the production side. And I think we, we see him maybe spin it to see like how, you know, how fast it can go. So hmm. maybe it doesn't okay. have a motor. Interesting. Or I could have just made that up. But... You know, um, I have a computer right next to me where I could look up how disco balls work, but uh, I'm going to just do that on my own time, uh, to, uh, you know, so I don't bore listeners to death. Um, but yeah, so after content came comedy, which is a, a pretty big switch from the first one I mean especially in terms of duration like the first mm-hmm. one you clocked in at like a minute 30 but this one was like pushing six minutes long mm-hmm. um I died with the pencils yeah. <laughs> like he's got like two in each ear and like a couple in his mouth mm-hmm. and he's got like a couple between each hand <laughs> More pencils means more work. Yeah, I I don't know why. I just I lost it at that. Um, I don't. What do you What are your thoughts on this one? I liked that. I liked the line. Uh, what is it? Healing the world. With, with making calm. a literal difference metaphorically. metaphorically? I yeah. was like, I still have to be like, what the fuck is he talking about? But it kind of makes sense. Like anything. I mean, you're not. He's obviously not going to change. Like fix the world you know with a comedy special but like in my eyes he's like well i'm 
gonna try so here it is it's yeah i feel like that is a um that is making fun of uh you know where we're not gonna name names because i mean there's that's yeah we're we're just not gonna call anyone (laughs) out but i think he's making fun of like a general subset of people that talk about making a change and then don't do anything mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like uh I, I think it also go uh kind of factors into like virtue signaling um i i mean it's, uh, one of those new wave mm-hmm. <laughs> thing, uh, I, saying, I don't new, even think i've heard of that um it's basically like waving a giant white flag um for attention letting people know that you are for this or mm-hmm. for that oh, okay, um okay. And uh, like going out of your way to like, you know, let, like there's nothing wrong with being like pro gay rights or like pro women's rights mm-hmm. or, you know, pro, uh, you know, um, income equality, mm-hmm. which is something that he talks about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> in this song, actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. income equality, the other stuff. <laughs> Um, but yeah, virtue signaling, that, that's basically what it is, is like kind of going out of your way. Oh, okay. Um, at least that's my understanding of mm-hmm. it is, is just being way too, um, like, look at me. Yeah. About. Like a performative yeah. versus actual action kind of Exactly. Play. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I interpreted a little bit. Um, I also loved how he had a Venn diagram of Malcolm X and Weird Al. <laughs> like, I don't know if he gets that a lot, like, like comparison to Weird Al. I think so. I was, like, just browsing through some Reddit threads and people were comparing him to uh, Weird Al a few times. Not, like, a like a bunch, but I saw quite a few it, mentioning some it sort of similarity. It makes sense because in the realm of successful comedians that have a um have a musical side where that's their predominant thing there's not a lot of mm-hmm. them yeah i mean you can probably i don't think you could get to 10 Mm-mm. and i mean there's bo burnham there's tenacious d there's weird al um maybe steve martin right yeah uh steve martin and like you know sometimes he'll pair up with um Andy from The Office, uh, Ed Helms. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they went on tour. Like, I think uh, a couple years ago, they even came to Zany's in hmm. Nashville um, and did, like, a like a, mm-hmm. a banjo boogie bonanza <laughs> thing. I, I don't know what it was. I think they even went to Bonnaroo one year. Oh, nice. Um, I, I don't know. if I think they were on, like, a separate stage. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, um, but yeah, this, this one I love, like, you know, like we said with a lot of these songs it's got a lot of different layers Mm -hmm. and i think this one is definitely up there i like that he pointed out that he's a white guy and he's gonna get paid and be in the center of attention and blah 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 so he's like i like i know i know but also (laughs) like yeah he's yeah should i give away my money no (laughs) i love that there's a, a vocal in the background where he's like um, everyone needs to hear it from a white guy like me, and someone's like, bingo. Bingo. <laughs> <Like, that's perfect. laughs> 
Yeah, and there's like another like self-deprecating moment, and then the background voice is like, "Never." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I'm trying not to turn this into like the that was funny <laughs> <Yeah>. hour. <laughs> um, but yeah, that uh, that's a good one. Um, the third track, Facetime with my mom. I love. I this. love that it, one. It's. I mean, it's like it's sweet. And hilarious and so relatable mm-hmm. to like every single millennial, mm-hmm. like which I think you know the the target demo uh, of this, at least the one that will get the most out of it, mm-hmm. is kind of the millennials. Yeah. You know, so his generation. Yeah. I, I think he, he's technically considered a millennial. Have you just turned thirty? Yeah, then, I think so. Um, I think it spans from what like eighty to ninety or something like that. I think, I think I've seen like a few different year spans, but yeah. generally probably that. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely within the range mm-hmm. of uh, being a millennial. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, I like everything about this song is uh, is perfect, mm-hmm. like, and so damn accurate. Yeah. Like talk like. Uh, my mom will hold her iPhone 5 note the iPhone 5 no more than 6 inches from her face like I was like yes and yes yep like of course your parents are gonna have an incredibly outdated phone um and like and what was funny is like I had that song in my head the other day uh, like while I was making dinner and my wife Lindsay um, she was FaceTiming her mom at the same time and like, you know, like pointing the phone at, at the kids and she was like, hi, Charlie, you know, and I looked over and like all you could see was like from her nose to her forehead. Space, yeah. yeah. And I just died fucking laughing. So I was like, oh like, yeah, that's is. what he's talking about. Um, yeah, it's so damn good. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, I, I know it's sung from a male's perspective, mm-hmm. you know, talking to your mom, but I feel like it's, it, it should still be relatable, you know, yeah. to, to anyone, yeah, uh, man or woman or non-binary talking to their parents and then like, um, say hi to dad and how mm-hmm. you doing, bud? Yeah. That's the deepest <laughs> like, talk what? we've ever had. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, that's not my relationship mm-hmm. with my dad. Like, we've had plenty of deep conversations, but that's still funny as fuck because that's, like, kind of your prototypical um, relationship between father and son in, like, sitcoms mm-hmm. and, and yeah. comedies. Um, at least the old-fashioned way, mm-hmm. kind of looking at stuff. And I'm sure there's still plenty of that. I, I personally, like, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, uh, you know, I have had some deep conversations with my dad but um i have had several moments where i'm lucky to get yeah <laughs> you know a sentence or two out of my dad mm-hmm. um you know just being preoccupied with other shit so um this one for me kind of got sad sometimes because my family is in um ohio and I, i'm in tennessee now and like at first i'm like okay it's cute but then like by the third time i watched it I caught on to him saying like these these minutes are essential and like mm-hmm. I have to do this. I'm rescheduling things with my friends so I can talk to my parents or you know 
No, not even talk. Because, like, he was watching her just exist and, like, look for her phone, do whatever, talk about TV while he was just there, just, like, probably just watching her do it. Right. And I literally would do that. And when quarantine started happening, it took that to a new level with my family because I couldn't even go home for, like, the maybe, like, four or five times a year that I can. Right. So it was like, God, I can only... I really can now only watch them exist like on my phone and we definitely like skyrocketed facetimes and like house party and all the other apps that came out so it was like the more i watched and listened to that song i was like oh ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah yeah i i i get that um i mean yeah it's mm-hmm. yeah th- this one definitely um it, it kind of morphed for me uh, upon rewatches and re-listens. Like, for the most part, it's still kind of like just plain funny mm-hmm. to me, but it's easier for me to look at it that way with my parents being a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. Granted, I probably see my parents just as often <laughs> yeah. as you do. Like, my parents live, they both live you know, in Nashville, so they're 40, 45 mm-hmm. minutes away. Um still only see them maybe once a quarter mm-hmm. uh just because they have busy lives right i have a busy life and then you know the pandemic and quarantining and and all that it was um yeah it was harder and harder to to um you know have conversations mm-hmm. with them so i i definitely did my fair share of facetiming with them mm-hmm. during during the thing so um so yeah uh how the world works is yes. number four and this one is something else they need to show this at like uh, your high school graduation or something to be like okay we taught you Second all of grade. this but yeah earlier the better really but right yeah th- this one talk about ones that uh, you know have a, a different meaning upon re-listens um i I felt like I had a better grasp on the the overarching theme of this song. Like, you know, when I first watched it, I was like, you know, okay, like it's funny because, you know, he's the, you know, he's singing the, the happy parts of life and mm-hmm. then the sock on his hands is, uh, which he didn't even bother to like put eyes <laughs> no. or like buttons his eyes yeah. or anything. It's just a sock. <laughs> That's what I love about it. It's just like you just grab there the he is. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the sock is like the cynical one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, quote unquote cynical. It's, I feel like it's more of like a realist perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not even like it's. So what I feel like this song is, is kind of like representing is like woke culture mm-hmm. combating against maybe like boomers or like people that want to bury their head in the sand mm-hmm. and pretend that nothing's wrong. Yeah. And then we have like the younger generations that are like, open your <laughs> Please fucking help eyes. Us. <laughs> yeah. Like we need to do stuff. Something so now. we have a planet yeah. to pass mm-hmm. down to our kids. Yeah. Um, like I lost my mind on, uh, you know, when, when, Socko first starts yeah. in with like um 
I forget the opening line. But it's like you, everything is classist and everything you're taught is wrong. Yeah. And it's like, it's so funny to see like the, the metaphors that Bo were using is like, oh, we're all little animals, happy. Yeah. And like we're in like elementary school and everything's great. You learn about the world. The FBI <laughs> killed Martin Yeah, Luther and you're King. like, oh God, that's like real like reality versus like at least my school experience, which I'm sure is very similar. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's another level too. Um, uh, it's very good that you brought that up. Is that we have um, <clears throat> we have what we're taught in school versus what we learn from like Dan Carlin's hardcore history, <laughs> right? And like just opening up the internet mm-hmm. every once in a while and, and looking at what actually happened, mm-hmm. what got you know glazed over in in all your history mm-hmm. classes because. You know, I guess they just deemed it inappropriate to talk about genocide and, you know, uh, using weaponized smallpox mm-hmm. to, or unintentional smallpox, <laughs> however you decide to yeah. look at it, um, to, uh, you know, kill all the uh, the, the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I thought it was really interesting at the end that, like, the, the, the woke side and Sako had to, like, was very submissive to the indoctrination yes. like yeah. institutional mm-hmm. mindset of like everything is fine that yeah that was um thank you for bringing that up <laughs> um because that's another thing that uh like when i was listening to it this very last time was i was uh, like because when i first uh when i first watched it the first couple of times I was like, oh yeah, they're just, you know, going the silly back and mm-hmm. forth. But then I was like, oh shit, like that's another level. Like yeah. that's, that's like the, the corporate elite, like yeah. telling you to shut the fuck up mm-hmm. and like mind your own business. And it's like, you have to respect these, you know, these things that have been in place for forever because right. they, if they've been around so long, they must be right. Right. And they're like, I think yeah. the, especially the younger kids and people who just have had, a different experience in life outside of theirs that it's like that you you can't you can't fight back they're yeah. just too big they're too old so yeah um yeah and like all of a sudden like don't forget who's on whose yeah. hand buddy i was like all of a sudden i was like huh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, like it's still kind of funny, mm-hmm. but not as funny. And it didn't stop at just being like, okay, like, just remember who's in charge here. It was like, now you have to save Sir, and you have to respect me openly, and, like, yeah. a whole other oh, level of it. God. It was like, oh, God, that got uncomfy. <laughs> and a kid's yeah. song. It looks like a kid's song. It has the Looney Tunes, you know, yeah. happy ending or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like the harmonizing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very much like something like a, a melody you would hear on Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the next one is uh, is maybe the one of the very few, in my opinion, that is kind of like just classic Bo Burnham, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the white woman's Instagram. Yes. So <laughs> damn good. Like, I will say the first time I listened to it, I was like, I'm not like that. I was <laughs> I was like, "That's me. That's mean." And then I was like, uh, it's, "It's it's fucking funny though. <laughs> it's accurate. It's how it is." Yeah. Um, yeah. I. <laughs> I was like, 
no, that's not me. Kind of like sitting on the couch like. (laughs) (laughs) Then you go back through your Instagram and you're like, I'm kind of like that. I was like, ooh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, um, all the songs like about white dudes and uh, generalizing, I'm like, yeah, I kind of do that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, sorry. Um, But, (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, But no, this one, it was, is so, and like, What's funny is that this is coming out now. Like, Instagram is not a new thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's been around. So, like, this, I feel like, would be an appropriate song to come out, like, six or seven years ago. Yeah, 2015-ish. When when Instagram, like, kind of, like, blew up and Mm -hmm. almost eclipsed Facebook. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know, is, is Instagram, like, considered, like, eclipsed? I think it depends on what generation you're in. I think for people of me, sure. of my age, I'm 23. It definitely precedes Facebook. I'm I'm not sure. Well, I mean, I'm just speaking in terms of like popularity. Oh, I th- I want to say Instagram is probably a little bit more popular. Yeah, yeah. I I think you're right. Like as far as it being a generational mm-hmm. thing, like me. I mean, I definitely use Facebook the most in terms of like communicating with mm-hmm. people uh you know i i'm i mean at the end of the day i'm basically on social media to promote mm-hmm. the podcast and my etsy shop mm-hmm. uh, and i'm like <laughs> buy my shit and listen to my shit uh and then you know then i'll hop on my facebook timeline and just scroll and scroll and mm-hmm. scroll and i'm like what am i doing <laughs> that infinite life? scroll gets you <laughs> yeah um yeah, they, they just, <laughs> just when I thought I was up, they bring me back in. Um, but yeah, uh, like everything, like every line in this song, like a, a golden retriever with a flower crown, mm-hmm. like a backlit hammock. I love the um, the misattributed quote. Oh, like, to, they mean yeah, so Lord, well, but uh, it's just it's not right. Yeah, a quote from Lord of the Rings. Uh <laughs> incorrectly attributed yeah to it's like King. she's trying her best <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we've all seen it <laughs> yeah um one thing that i really like about this song is that it actually gets uh, i mean this happens i think with every song on in this special but it gets serious about halfway through when mm-hmm. um he starts talking about like you know mom i miss you mm-hmm. like you know i'm still trying to figure out how mm-hmm. to live without you like you know that you know like I luckily I still have both my parents but um you know I'm down to one grandparent so Mm -hmm. I can kind of relate to that so like I kind of yeah like that's that part is kind of sad like you know and it kind of brings you out of it for a second but then like the very next line (laughs) go cheese salad I love that part is with the the way that it's shot too because the whole entire time the song is in the Instagram square and then and I've seen a couple people especially on TikTok talking about this. I didn't even notice. Like, it, wad- it, okay. it widens so, as she gets deeper. Holy shit. Oh and you God, see the like, clutter I, of the room. You see yeah. like the clutter of life yeah, and I, then as it goat cheese salad goes right back to square. <laughs> yeah, like I was wondering why the why it was shifting i was like is that because of like like condensing it to social media size but like i just never really took the time to Mm -hmm. figure out exactly why that aesthetic choice of shrinking down the screen 
Um, so, yeah. I noticed it on the second time I watched it, and then I was like, maybe I'm being too overly analytical about this. But then I had a friend who noticed it. I saw a couple other people talking about the way it was shot um, on TikTok. And I was like, okay, then it's probably intentional then. And it, it, made, it made sense, at least for me. Yeah. No, that, yeah, it makes all sense in the mm-hmm. world. I'm like, holy shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> that, uh, it is clear to me now that that's what it was supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> the Gucci sound. <laughs> and so it's like... Wait, like uh, breakneck speed going right back to right. something that is trivial <laughs> as every day from talking about mortality on Instagram. Right, yeah. Um, because that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Like with that the, the infinite scroll, you never know what you're yeah. going to get next. Like, like you could have a hilarious post and something completely devastating. Mm-hmm. You know, next to each other. Yeah, back to back. Um, that's just the, the game of roulette that we play (laughs) with social media. Um, it's, it's weird like that, but, um, I didn't design it that way. Yeah. Would not recommend. So I get to point the finger all (laughs) day long. Like, ah, you, 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 it is your fault. You made, you made me like this. Um, so, uh, moving on to unpaid intern. Um, Oh God. Yeah. This very short but you know in so in uh if you listen to her on spotify or apple music or whatever your streaming music streaming of choices you'll only get the unpaid intern song which is only like 34 seconds long uh, you don't get like the commentary on top of commentary mm-hmm. on t- which was fucking hilarious so funny yeah um so you'll you'll just get that uh that short clip that like ends on like <laughs> but like it, like for only 34 seconds it he does talk quite a bit about being how, a shitty intern <laughs> yeah like how internships are like still like unpaid internship mm-hmm. and what gets a- me is that it's technically not even just unpaid we pay to have an internship because if you have the way that they can get around giving it without paying you is that you're getting it for college credit. Right. And you pay your tuition based on college credit. So you're paying tuition money for however many credit hours of an internship you mm-hmm. need. And you get you pay to subject yourself to yeah, an unpaid internship. Yeah, you're yourself to work. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and you're just getting college yep. credit for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... God, it's so fucked up. It should I'm, be illegal. It should be. It's it's like indentured servitude. Mm-hmm. It's basically what it is. Um, uh, yeah, I, I definitely wasn't going to get there to slavery. Uh, I was like, yeah, oh, no, that, no, 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 not quite. That's, yeah, that's not accurate um, at all. Uh, but. Yeah, I'm so glad. I did you ever do any sort of internship or anything adjacent? I did. To it? I did one, and it was the most stressful semester I had because I, I <laughs> didn't wanted to. I obviously didn't have enough stuff to do, so I was a double major in two very rigorous courses, mm-hmm. and I worked a little bit over part time. And I had an internship that did not have office hours. It was like a startup 
nonprofit kind of thing. So it was very just whenever we can work, we're working and we're trying to figure out, you know, whatever's coming next. Right. And it was literally that. Like sometimes I, I wanted to do the screaming at the end because it's like if there's <laughs> nothing to do. Like there's not enough time in the day. You know you're not getting paid for it and it's just rough you really are like the dude that sits in the corner of the conference room just like observing yeah and that that's like your time to learn yeah like they're expecting you to not say anything exactly um and usually the highlight is like you being like doing gopher duties Mm -hmm. like getting coffee like you said in the song i i remember distinctively having to call the person who was my intern provider as a wake-up call like, like awake, like literally to wake you up in the morning. I did that one time. Wow. Yep. And I was like, mm-hmm, this is what I'm doing in, in college. That is, what I'm paying for. That is. Is rough. Something else. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, that whole little skit, I was just like, mm, <sighs> thank you. <laughs> did you just bring, bring back like nightmare flashbacks? Yeah, I was like, like oh, my <gasps> God, that really <gasps> did suck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, it's like oh God. Uh, Yeah, I I can imagine that being uh, not a Mm -hmm. a place uh, or thing that you want to remember. Um, so yeah. Uh, coming up next, one of my personal favorites is "Fuck Your Wives, Drink (laughs) Their Jeffrey Bezos Part One. Um. So uh, a good friend of mine on um, on Facebook, I did a uh, I did a it's kind of a poll, more like a, a conversation starter engagement post thing on our Facebook group page, which um, if you're new to the podcast, there will be a link down below in the description uh, or show notes um, if you would like to go join that Facebook group. Um, doesn't cost anything. It's public, so you should be able to find it. Um, uh, one of my uh, friends pointed out that he thought the reason why there was a part one and part two was because of Jeff Bezos being in the news a couple different times throughout the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget exactly what he said. One was like when it was... Uh, when Amazon just like fucked everyone out of business, mm-hmm. and and then the second one was when he crossed became, that threshold. Yeah, when he was like you know big dick dong, like <laughs> <laughs> biggest like the most money ever. Yeah, um, and uh, and I, I think that's where part two comes in. You did it. Yeah, it's like so like shit eating grin. Like you. <laughs> But yeah, uh, th- this is definitely one of my favorite songs. Um, and it- it's like social. I wish it was a little bit longer, <laughs> yeah. but it's perfection. Mm-hmm. Like, it- you know, it's nothing too flashy. It's just him. You know, he's kind of like backlit, silhouetted, um, you know, just playing his little, you know, I don't know if it's his Moog synth or just a, a regular mm-hmm. keyboard, but um, it's probably one of my favorite like um like musical pieces from like it's like a low-key banger yeah it is the internet ran with it yeah uh yeah the it it does seem like this is the most mimetic like Mm -hmm. part of like 
people have been taking like this and Jeff Bezos part two mm-hmm. and just making a <laughs> lot of memes out of it. And I mean, you're more clued into the TikTok world than I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I treat TikTok like all other social media for the most part, where I just post and post and ghost. Mm-hmm. I think is what they call it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I know that you say you scroll and you've seen like your mm-hmm. your video algorithm or whatever has yeah. been just flooded with all kinds. Especially of, like, like definitely the Jeff Bezos, either one or two, and it's all framed in the mindset of like, especially during quarantine when everyone was you know struggling. Jeff Bezos was like like not rubbing it in her face and he was like the person to hate and it's like all set through like that lens of like we can't avoid amazon because it's literally everywhere now it's probably but also like god fucking damn it <laughs> yeah um yeah i just love how fucking backhanded it is mm-hmm. like and how like how all this this joyous uh you know like congratulatory language is is so is so sarcastic mm-hmm. like it's it's perfection <laughs> yeah i'm sure people who work at amazon like if they're allowed to listen to music probably listen to that <laughs> yeah they like they they put their earbuds in and they put their hands <laughs> yeah. over their earbuds because so, yeah they're fucking psycho mm-hmm. at, at amazon like Lindsay, she worked there for a brief period of time and she got fired because of productivity which is not something they are shy about Mm -hmm. um i've actually i heard recently that the amazon like ads that you see on like hulu or peacock or whatever if you're an idiot like me and subscribe to peacock (laughs) um you uh you'll see like ads for uh amazon like how you know fucking Mm -hmm. happy they're like I'm so glad, like, Amazon... It's a like, career. Yeah, it's it's not a job, it's a career. And you're like, I'm like, no, you're a fucking actor. Yeah. You're a paid actor, yep. you don't work at fucking Amazon, and you're paid to wear the fucking yellow shirt yep. or whatever, and have this big shitting grin on your face mm-hmm. because you're an actor, not an actual warehouse employee. Because yep. if you were, you wouldn't be smiling. No. <laughs> you'd be fucking miserable. And you'd probably be in the warehouse, because yep. they don't let any of those people take time off. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think the only time that Amazon really ever shut down for us, at least, was when we had that big snowstorm earlier. Uh, this oh, it year. did. Yeah, for, I didn't even know that for like a day or oh. two. Like it, it was like, but that's two, like a year for uh, them. It's like yeah. the, can't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, for like I think two days, like wow, uh, they they shut down the warehouse because they they just couldn't get to it uh yeah like no one could get to work um like the i mean you remember how Mm -hmm. bad that snowstorm yeah it was pretty bad even Um, from a northerner's perspective (laughs) right yeah like i was like oh shit like we got comprehension and understanding from like northerners (laughs) that have snow like 300 days a year (laughs) like in august like the sun comes out yeah yeah all of a sudden september back to yeah um but uh, yeah, so that's that's Jeff Bezos number one. Um, sexting is the next one, and I love this fucking song. <laughs> like when he's like, "What if? Oh no! What if she thinks I implied her vagina is a Ferris or as big as a Ferris wheel?" Damn. <laughs> oh god! It's like the 
a perfect example of like spiraling anxiety. Like, you know, logically it makes no sense. And that person isn't going to take it that way. But you're like, there definitely are. And you can convince yourself that it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Eraserhead is a movie that I sat on <laughs> and uh, didn't watch for a really long time. But, <clears throat> you know, I, uh, I basically do a giant binge of horror movie watching mm-hmm. in October because we have a lot of horror movie fans and finally I, w- I was just like fuck it I gotta I gotta watch Eraserhead because it's considered you know a cult classic horror movie and <laughs> did you just google the baby from Eraserhead that's a movie I haven't seen and I I haven't looked up the baby because I'm like I'll trust it that it, uh, that's what it looks like and um yeah so like I I gotta imagine that there's plenty of people, um, you know, that have seen this special but have not seen it. Oh yeah, so they don't really get that um, that reference, and, and I'm not saying that like, oh, I thought that was better. <laughs> um, I, I'm just saying, like, I died at that <laughs> because the baby in a razor head is fucking hideous. Like it is. It's like an amorphous ET. Yeah, it's like this just blob of like. <laughs> Like Flesh. Satan's like <laughs> shit diarrhea. <laughs> it, it is unattractive to say the least. Um, so when he's like talking about taking a picture of his dick with the flash on, he's like, "I send a picture of my face instead." Uh, yeah, um, so good. And like, what's funny is that sexting must be something that like. I just don't really see the merit in or and, and or just missed out on. Yeah, I don't know if I if I think I'm in the same boat as, as you because I was like, it's a good song. Like, I get it. But like some people are like, that is fucking hysterical. I'm like, mm. yeah. well, I'm, I'm talking about like sex scene in general. Oh, OK. OK. <laughs> never mind. then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Like, I never understood like. Like, I barely understand phone sex. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I get the merit in phone sex, but, like... Like, you have to type it all is, out. Yeah, sex scene is just hilarious Yeah. I feel like it's something that, like, one party initiates and the other just like, oh, for, for fuck's sake, we have to do this again. Uh, which is why, like, I died when he was like, we'll talk dirty like we're ancient Egyptians. Yeah. <laughs> like low effort maximum payoff for whatever this can give right uh did you pause the um special when there was a big screen um and when it you hold on let me back up it started saying like titties ass balls and then there was one frame where it was like a whole text message did you pause that at all i know what you're talking about uh I have not. It is, like, wholesome in the, however wholesome sexting can be. Okay. It's, like, it takes a step back from, like, the performer, like, dude, beau, like, I'm gonna sex this girl. Sure. And it's, like, okay, I'm so sorry if this is uncomfortable, like, we can stop at any time and blah, 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 and, like, really apologetic and, like, oh, shit, like, Mm. I fucked something up, like, something's wrong or whatever, and then it goes right back to, like, balls. (laughs) And, like... And it's like this like refreshing moment that if you stop it and like read it, you're like, oh, okay. Like 
he maybe isn't most comfortable doing this, but sure. just is doing it out of probably quarantine. And Right. Yeah. Um, no, that makes sense. And uh, that gives me just one more reason to go <laughs> yeah. and watch it. I, like, I, I feel like just comedy specials in general, like stand-up comedy specials and stuff like this, um, are... If they're good, they're infinitely, infinitely mm-hmm. watchable. Um, mm-hmm. Like Dave Chappelle's stuff, I can't tell you how many times I've watched mm-hmm. his his latest Netflix specials, like countless times. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, like, yeah, we really haven't talked about this too much yet, but they're really, unless I'm missing something, there really hasn't been something like this. Ever. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I, I, I mean. You know, as long as there's been gay dudes, there's been one-man shows. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. Um, yeah, littering the, the off-off stages. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, there's, you know, been YouTubers uh, and everything else that, that he does in the special, but the special as a whole, I don't think there's really anything I don't else think like it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is one of the many reasons why it makes it so special. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyway, so the next one is um, Look Who's Inside Again. Um, and this one is, uh, it's, I feel like it's a little, little bit more low-key mm-hmm. than the others. I didn't get... I ton- took it as a setup for later. Sure, yeah. Um yeah, I do feel like it kind of ties into some of the other tracks that are on it. Mm-hmm. Um, what, uh, what what do you think that it, it kind of sets up for in the future? I think it set up this full circle moment that he probably had when he started and decided, like, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to do this here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're going to do it. And I would imagine that, well, he was talking about being a kid and like, you know, you would, you, you have to stay inside because you, you know, you can't go outside and do whatever you want. And so you would try to do whatever you could to get your mind not be stuck in your room. But then toward the end, when it comes back around in the, uh, I can't remember which song it comes back in, but the final track where like all the songs kind of mend together right, is yeah. now he's doing it kind of the opposite way of like oh you now you grew up you went outside you mm-hmm. you know saw the world and everything and now you were trying to stay inside which is like a weird full circle but paradox thing happening where he's yeah. like now he wants to stay inside when when he was a kid like he would do whatever to not be inside yeah and i feel like at least the way i saw it it was <clears throat> a way to to set that up yeah, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I I never would have been able to put it <laughs> like that. Um, you know, there, there's we were, we were talking about this earlier. There's a couple songs, this one included, that I've listened to several times, and uh, I I'm like I don't quite fully understand any of the meanings or messages. Mm-hmm. And then you included, um, but several people on the the Facebook group um, post, they were like, 
yeah, that was actually my favorite song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, cool, well, you explain it to me. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, right over my head. Um, I don't think anyone really ever took the time to explain it. They were like, I just wanted to comment. Like, I'm not that invested. Like, I'm just, I'm just here to post and go. Right. Like <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we can, I guess we can come back to this whenever it kind of mm-hmm. ties into to other other tracks on it. Um, problematic is the next Banger. one. I I think this is my favorite. Really? Out of the whole thing. Um, as uh, I think this has to do with a lot of like white dude guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it has a little bit to do with virtues or not virtue signaling. Um, like uh, just <clears throat> Feeling like you need to unnecessarily confess to all these things that you did. Like out of ignorance. Like you just didn't know. Yeah. Like like he talks about dressing up as Aladdin for Halloween mm-hmm. when he was 17. Which, I mean, is is a little odd. Like, I mean, but like people nowadays, they dress up for Halloween um I mean fuck we have like cosplayers yeah you know, mm-hmm. I cosplay yeah so like you know dressing up as Aladdin as 17 is maybe a little weird but like he talks about you know I didn't you know I didn't do brown face mm-hmm. it didn't darken my face but still it feel, feels weird in hindsight. yeah and he talks about like um you know just remembering it was in his mom's attic yeah. <laughs> should I burn it <laughs> um but yeah, I, and then the part where I absolutely lost it was when he shines his light on the wall mm-hmm. as a crucifix. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. Growing up Catholic, <laughs> this struck, as a, and as a former Catholic, mm-hmm. now writing that agnostic atheist face, mm-hmm. um, I was like kicking and screaming and like... Just this giddy peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You know? <laughs> like, I was like, oh my God, I love it so much. Um, is, it's just, like, that's what I feel like a lot of people are doing or they feel like they have to do nowadays is, like, un- like go out of their way to, like, confess these bad things. Or, like, we're, we're all just waiting to, to be nailed yeah this this yeah. metaphorical cross um for for shit that we did that we didn't really you know we weren't like quote unquote woke at the time mm-hmm. um as as a culture so we didn't really see that as a thing and like it's i think it's a fair thought to have because mm-hmm. that's that's what's happening like people yeah. dig up like 10 year old tweets um and it's like you know bro like i don't think like that yeah anymore. right like or like i was a child or you know like i yeah and, and like i think it's i think it's prominent for people that have a huge online presence and prominent for young people now like i would not want to be a young person because i grew up at a time where like there wasn't internet and mm-hmm. then there was internet but i never was really a kid um experiencing the internet yeah like yeah where i was a kid and i would say dumb shit like kids do Mm -hmm. 
and then had the internet at my disposal to go archive it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> write it in permanent fucking ink mm-hmm, yeah. on on the internet. Um, you know, send it out in a tweet or a Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, post or, or whatever. Um, I never really that that wasn't. I mean, you know, it was around when I was in my early twenties, so. Like I and I was still plenty dumb. I mean, I'm still <laughs> still an idiot, but you know that this time frame that I I feel like he's referring to, you know, is, is something we all uh, all kind of grow up and live through, mm-hmm. where we just say and do shit without thinking about mm-hmm. it, and um, yeah, it's yeah, I, I yeah. feel like this one is pretty relatable. To, yeah. I took it the same way, like, kind of, like, what how you were mentioning, um, like, how celebrities feel like they have to, like, almost hide some of that stuff. If they know it's there, like, yeah. can, cannot find that. Or they'll come up and, and flat out say it and be metaphorically crucified on the internet. Yeah. And he's, it's almost like he's scared of it. So he's like, like, what do I do? Um like, this has to happen to other people, right? Like, can't just be me? Like, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I love it. And this is, I, I've musically as well, this is one of my favorite songs to listen to because it's so fun. Like, it takes so many turns. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it's got, like, it, it matches so well to the video. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he... Just side tangent, I loved his, um, you know, he's got like his Muay Thai boxing gloves <laughs> yeah. on and like you think like maybe a, a heavy bag is just out of the shot and he's like practicing or like a, you know, a speed bag and he's just practicing, but it's, it's just, you know, a little off camera and cuts later in the song and it's like this little, you know, rubber ball that's tied to his fucking headband. I love that. Yeah. Um. I, I just I lost my shit with that. Um. And, and you know he and he of course he's on the exercise bike and he's like I'm getting better as yeah. a person. I'm working on myself. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I was I was gonna make a oh yeah the music. Uh, I was <laughs> like oh god I lost it. <laughs> uh. But you know it it starts out very like energetic and and like you know like there's. It's a montage in mm-hmm. a movie, you know, someone like getting beefed up for mm-hmm. like, you know, the big fight or mm-hmm. something like that. And then it cuts to like this softer part where, um, you know, he's like, and I'm totally mm-hmm. um, and you know, it has that softer part. And then it like, I'm really fucking sorry. Yeah. I love that. That point when he's like, I'm sorry is like the, the apex. It's like, yeah. that's the true takeaway of this that like you're sorry you regret it yeah you were stupid and you can learn from it and continue yeah um yeah that and like when he comes back for the second verse and he's like i gotta address the lyrics <laughs> from the previous verse <laughs> uh yeah it's it's like i was gonna say some other shit but i'm gonna talk about the yeah same shit again. like i'm still sorry can we we have to stay here a little bit longer i got a little bit more to unpack yeah it's like the the first verse uh you know duration it, it, i only get like you know 60 seconds for that mm-hmm. so like, <laughs> um 
So yeah, um, but you liked this one as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, I liked the music one of that. It's like very like 80s workout, yeah. cardio. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, 100%. Um, so after this one was 30, uh, and yeah, I bet a lot of people can relate to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, like, especially the part where he's... Uh, he says, uh, when he was 27, my granddad fought in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. When I was 27, <laughs> I built a birdhouse with my mom. It's like, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and it's, you know, like I said, it's something I feel like we can all kind of relate to because, you know, it's like crammed down our throats. Like, you should have this by the time you're 22. You should mm-hmm. have this by the time you're 25. You should have accomplished this by the time you're 28. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're just totally unrealistic yeah. expectations to have of anyone. Um, because that's not fucking how life works. Yeah, it's like, not, it's I mean, not maybe, the same. Yeah, maybe, like, 50 years mm-hmm. ago when... When your you, granddad was 27. Yeah, yeah. When, when life was literally a fucking cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. Like, when the man, like, either, you know, went off to war or, like, you know, stayed home and fucked his wife and his wife pumped out a couple babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it wasn't that complicated. Mm-mm. Now it's kind of complicated. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and this idea of like turning 30, like, you know, 30s, you know, uh, you know, going from being like in your 20s to 30 is, I feel like there's this big mental shift mm-hmm. where all of a sudden you're like, you know, I can't claim I'm in my 20s. Like, I'm just this dumb, directionless kid. Yeah. Like, when you're 30, you have to have your shit together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're an adult now, for yeah, real. <laughs> right. And so I could I could definitely relate to that. Like, I, I remember, you know, around that time period, I felt a lot of pressure. Like, you know, I was, you know, I, I had a big boy job, but I didn't see it having the legs to take me you know up the mm-hmm. the ladder corporate ladder mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it but um yeah i feel like i feel this song a little bit every birthday and it just gets stronger mm-hmm. and so i'm like okay i understand now the point that like when i am turning 30 that it will feel like like oh shit like what what are we like what am i doing kind of thing yeah and just it's a mic a half no i'm not halfway there i'm it's like every year it just gets a little bit bigger and i'm like it's coming it's coming and like i'm 23 i'm far away from 30 so it's Mm -hmm. like why are we thinking about that when we're you know we should be doing other things anything else (laughs) yeah but man i don't know like you fucking you're 23 and you've double majored you already have a big girl (laughs) job like I was, I was, when I was 23, I was like slinging drinks, like literally, like on people at Olive Garden because I couldn't carry a tray to save my life. Like it took me, like they would throw chairs at us. To, oh my God. To, in, in, when we were um, uh, training to be mm-hmm. servers. Like they and would. I feel like I only have all of that stuff is because the other, gen- like previous generations have told me like you have to have this, mm-hmm. you have to have this. And if it's easier for you, uh... Life isn't easy and you need to, you know, add more to your plate because you can, you can do it. You know, you can, you can do it. I'm going to live vicariously through you. And 
sometimes it's a good push and sometimes it's not healthy at all. No, it's like, it's like a push off of a fucking bridge into yeah. an ice cold river. Yeah, and you have like little pool floaties. And like, <laughs> they, they think that sometimes they've set you up so well and the world is the crazy river. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I also love the the lighting in this song. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, how it's consistently like that, that purplish, bluish color. Mm-hmm. Um, during the mid, like I guess during the verses, and then you know when he's like I'm turning, mm-hmm. like he's like revolving it around himself. Like I don't know if there's any meaning for that, like if it's supposed to coincide with the lyrics at all. But aesthetically, I found it really mm-hmm. interesting, and it it looks great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We we talked a bunch so far about how. <laughs> the the lighting and the theatrics of this special just mm-hmm. are off the charts. Yeah, but, you know, and, and it's not even like super complicated. Like I'm sure he had one of those cool like lighting thingamajigs where you have like a couple presets mm-hmm. and you know you can flick a couple buttons and and switch between purple and mm-hmm. white light and stuff. But um. I don't know, being someone that's kind of into lighting and, and photography, like, I was just trying to reverse engineer yeah. everything in all of the videos. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you do that? Like, I want all this stuff. Like, yeah. Like, I don't need any of this stuff, but I want <laughs> it all. I thought it was cool that he was manually doing it. It, like, kind of made me, because at this point, it's like, what, half, almost halfway through, so you're kind of, right. you're not quite still thinking that it's the special, you're watching it, and, like experiencing it in your mind at least in my mind and it kind of took me out of that when he started doing the lighting with his own arm and mm-hmm. doing everything i was like oh yeah he's he has to do this all by himself like there's no crew i forgot that there there is none of that production yeah. element that there usually is yeah yeah that's that's definitely that's a good point yeah it, like you know, it, it seemed like he had a lot of stuff automated or very seamlessly worked in. And you see him working that, uh, you know, with his hand. And then he had looked like a couple of, like, stomp boxes yeah. on, the, mm-hmm. on the ground that controlled lights. Um, almost like guitar pedals. Yeah. But, you know, they, they worked his lights. And he just, he had all of that going. Um, this was something that I wanted to ask you, someone being, uh, that is involved in music. Do you think that... He pre-recorded all of the music and then just lip sync, lip lip synced, uh, like music video style to it. I am or? not sure. I know that he was wearing in ear monitors, um, which performers will wear, sure, to hear themselves singing. Right. So in my mind, it's actually happening, and. Of course, like the backing vocals are probably pre-recorded. So he's, I'm, in my mind, he's singing along with a track and maybe yeah. just has live vocal processing for like the format shifting he does and all eyes on me to make him sound lower and yeah. stuff like that. But I I, I want to say it's it's live. I I would be surprised if it was recorded. Yeah. Um, my, my first guess was that it was live. And then I watched it a couple more times and I was like, it's pretty complicated stuff that he's mm-hmm. doing, yeah. like between like to juggle the lighting and you know the music and and not mess anything up and but like 
then I went back and watched like his live specials and how he was able to perform so seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and granted, like you know, he wasn't control of in control of like the lighting and stuff there. Like he has, you know, a, mm-hmm. a lighting guy, but at the same time, like he was, he's still on stage, like controlling many different elements mm-hmm. at the same time, and um, and so I was like. There, there's got to be some element of him, like, recording on the fly. Oh, yeah. Um, I think like it's probably... I would imagine just the lead vocals. And maybe right. if there's a synth part that is not... You know, he wants to play different a little bit or whatever, mess around with. But... Yeah. yeah I... It, the whole... That whole aspect of it was so impressive. Because I, I work with, like, trigger digital audio. And, like, anything can go wrong in the moment. So, like, I can mm-hmm. only imagine with the whole room of everything where you touch and everything changes that it was like a, a landmine. Right. <laughs> but you know, he, he had nothing but time. Yeah, exactly. To, to right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm sure. I mean, I, I got to imagine that he took like the entire year to, oh, to yeah. work on this or, you know, 12, you know, 14, mm-hmm. 15 months, however long. Um, but, uh, yeah. Crazy stuff. So, um, yeah, at the halfway point, we can pick it up a little bit. <laughs> um, so, don't want to know. Um, what, was this on the the in the special? I can't remember. I, I feel like I've only heard it on. I can't remember. Was it playing when he was squeegeeing the TV screen? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that. I can't it. remember off the top of um, my head. It, it's. Uh, it goes like. Um, uh, how are you doing? Are you mm-hmm. liking the show? Don't Very answer. fourth wall I, I, I don't breaking. want you to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, it's basically, uh, you know, just denoting that it's the more or less the halfway point mm-hmm. yeah. for, for the thing. Um, and, but as like, I, I felt like even this, uh, this song has some sort of meaning to it. Like as a, someone who puts material out there to be consumed by people mm-hmm. um you know everyone is self-conscious about uh you know what they do and especially if you're a content creator like you you want people to like you mm-hmm. and like your stuff and enjoy your stuff and you know and he's saying stuff like you know let tell me how i'm doing but don't tell me yeah how but I'm don't doing. yeah like, i don't want to know yeah like that is a feeling we can all relate to. Like, you want to know that you're doing good, but you only want to hear yeah. that you're doing good. Like, don't tell me that I'm doing shitty. Because then I'll have to go back and fix it. Exactly. And I'm not going to fix it. I'm just going to stop what mm-hmm. I'm doing because that's much easier. Yep. Um, so, yeah, e- even though this one is, you know, pretty short and sweet, I feel like is is pretty relatable. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so... Um, this next one is a it's a it's shit that's i fucking love shit it's i want this to be like six minutes long i want to edit it myself and just like keep it going <laughs> just have it on one yeah. big loop yeah uh big old duffel bag yeah. of shit <laughs> ladies are you feeling like shit tell me are you feeling like shit oh yeah it's like has as someone who has like high functioning mental illness that is how it feels yes so just be like Yes, everything fucking sucks, <laughs> but I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that is, th- this is, 
This is something else that we haven't really talked about up until this point is like this is uh, this song in particular, but you know, the special as a whole, I feel is a good representation, musical representation of battling with mental illness. Mm -hmm. Like, because it's obviously something that he battles with, it's something that a lot of us uh, battle with, including myself. Um, And yeah, like sometimes that's the only way you can look at it mm-hmm. is like I feel like shit but I still have to move on with my right. day like I still have to get shit accomplished mm-hmm. um so yeah this you know this one another short and sweet one mm-hmm. but Perfect. like you said it, it, it should be longer yeah but yeah very short succinct and to the point yeah that one was like this is the only layer you can get <laughs> like his opening line is like how are you guys doing out there <laughs> i'm not doing not good right. <laughs> um, wake up at 11 30 feeling like a bag of shit <laughs> there's a lot of great tiktoks on that one yeah it's so funny. like uh pour my cup in and it's my cup omg that's just my luck Look in the mirror and I say, what's up, you useless fuck? <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, yeah, I'm like, wow, uh, I've never done anything I'm like, like well, that. when you say it like that, maybe it's just a little bit harsh. <laughs> just at me next time, yeah. as the kids say. <laughs> Do the kids still say that? No. I don't know. Don't. <laughs> I think I'm getting to the point where I'm, I'm beginning to get out of touch. Quote, unquote. Well, welcome, welcome to the, <laughs> welcome to the, the, the team, I guess, the, the group. I, I don't know. Welcome, welcome aboard. Um, you'll get your free t-shirt next Wednesday. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, the not cool people group. That's, that's what. That, that's I've already joined the elder emos the on elder... TikTok and I'm like, I'm not even, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I, I, age wise, uh, I don't even think you're. You're definitely not, don't fit that profile, but, um, but on the internet, I do. I'm ready to die on the internet. Apparently. <laughs> Elder emos. I don't uh, like, why? Like So weird. Like you, you, now you're just inventing stuff. You're just making shit up. Yeah, like, like, sh- and, and no one asked you to do <laughs> no. this. Like no one, uh, this is unsolicited yep. folks. Like. Just it's just emo, like, and you either lived through it or you didn't. Mm-hmm. You either lived through it or you're experiencing it via these what do, what do they call e girls? E girls, yeah. I'm like, no, you gotta tease your hair. You gotta get the eyeliner. You gotta get the, the you gotta raccoon. have the choppy yeah. bangs. <laughs> you gotta that, cut that, them yourself. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta do the skunk stripes. Yeah. You gotta have the studded belts. Listen you, to the millionaires. No, yeah, it's it's over. Yep. Um, it's like disco. It ain't coming back, <laughs> but um, I I lived through it. You lived mm-hmm. through it, um, and uh, it's we just have it's we have so the weird. memories, <laughs> and uh, we we have the hopes of My Chemical Romance at one point in time, some point in time, making if new the world music. stops ending. <sighs> yeah. Let's them do what they need to do. Yeah. Um, let them play some live shows and then get back in the fucking studio. Mm-hmm. Please and thank you. Um, anyways, <laughs> off my soapbox. Um, so after shit is the, uh, is the all time low or ATL. Uh, I love that as yeah. well. Um, I love how it, it goes from, he's like, 
it feels like this feeling in my body. <laughs> it's like the same thing as shit, but like in my in my experience, it's like the best way to describe like an anxiety attack or something that yeah. you can't just like stop and and do anything about. You're just like, I just got well, here. We are. Let's go. I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's it's just nonsensical. Like mm-hmm. and. and you feel stupid trying to dis like as you're describing uh like an anxiety mm-hmm. attack or like having like that you know the having anxiety as a person like you're explaining it to someone that may not understand and you're like it feels and sounds stupid mm-hmm. coming out of yeah. my mouth <laughs> like you logically know everything is fine but you cannot convince you or like anything around you that it is. <laughs> yeah, it's just like everything's fine, but it's not. Yeah, but what if? <laughs> um, yeah, and, and like this song, I think once again accurately mm-hmm. accurately reflects <laughs> those feelings Do of like you. just jumping <laughs> jumping into it out of nowhere, and then like it's like, and I think I'm gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like yeah, so that's how I feel. <laughs> Um, so welcome to the internet is, is up next and this is a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, what, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? I feel like if we had a time capsule and we could go back in time and like tell people what the internet is going to be, that this would be like the perfect, like little overture to the internet and just be Mm -hmm. like this is what it's gonna be and it can literally do anything and maybe you should know this while we're still afraid of the internet (laughs) and now it's like it's you know we'd still make the same yeah oh yeah (laughs) we'd still fuck it up yeah somehow yeah um no i feel like this is another one of those multi-level things like because it uh and it kind of progresses to different levels Mm -hmm. as it goes like similar songs where it starts out I, I feel like it starts out just talking about all the things that the internet has to offer like you know do you want to fight for civil rights or tweet a racial slur mm-hmm. like you know here's a tip for straining pasta here's a yeah. girl who died like that is the collection mm-hmm. of things that lives on the internet and you know he points out like if none of it's of interest to you then you'd be the first mm-hmm. um, but like you get to that point where it kind of stops and you almost think the song is over, especially if you're just listening to it, like on Spotify mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like, dun, dun. and he's like, ah! yeah, <laughs> like, like the evil satanic laugh. And I'll, and it took a couple listens to kind of realize this or come to this hypothesis, but it sounds like, like someone like the devil is like, coming <laughs> right. <in> yeah. <laughs> and is, it was almost like this this plan to like looking at it as, as a um as like this big conspiracy where like this thing was invented to just be so nuts mm-hmm. and like start potentially brainwashing kids at an early mm-hmm. age to be like dependent on you know, the internet and, um, you know, he talks about, uh, you know, apathy is a tragedy and boredom is a crime. Like how, you know, if, if you feel 
either of those two at any point in time, then you should feel terrible about mm-hmm. yourself. Like, yep. because we're just being constantly being or being constantly bombarded with information. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I thought it was cool as well that as the things he was mentioning escalated, it also came a shift of more things that you can just look at to now it's an action behind it where like you should kill your mom like Mm -hmm. or all these crazy things that are there and then it culminated to a very real like political conversation that has come from the internet and leaked into reality and is like totally like one of the most topical things like from the last year Mm -hmm. and it it all did come from you know little stupid blogs and things that people took and ran with from travel blogs or whatever yeah it's crazy yeah yeah it's it's funny he talks about like the first things that were on the internet and you're like holy shit that's right like that's it there were chat rooms there was email um even even porn was kind of like (laughs) uh you know a staple of the the first you Mm -hmm. know internet wave like it it was it wasn't Pornhub or RedTube. Mm-hmm. There were there were grainy, slow loading <laughs> pictures of naked ladies on there, um, and, uh, and you know you just think about how it's evolved from that to what it is now, mm-hmm. to where it's just everywhere. Yeah, no anything it's and crazy. everything. All it, of yeah, the time. that's the perfect perfect way to describe the internet. Yeah. And that's only the internet we see. Like, there's, like, God knows what's on the dark web. And that's literally anything and anything. And uh, what what is, what was that thing that was around the Silk Road? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, like, black market. Yeah, it was kind of like the black market of the internet where you could. (laughs) Like, sell your organs or something crazy. Yellow cake or anything. Stuff like that. You know, your shopping list. Right, yeah. (laughs) Like, if you were to go to Sam's Club (laughs) online. And order all the things right. that you would theoretically want Sam's mm-hmm. Club to offer, but and don't. anyone can get to it. It it'll take you right. a bit if you don't know what you're doing, but you can get there. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this this song uh, it it deservedly it's it definitely one of the longest running songs, but it mm-hmm. deservedly so. Yeah, um, it's got a lot to cover. Um, after Welcome to the Internet is Jeff Bezos Part 2, <laughs> or Bezos 2. Um, this one, all, all it is is like, Jeffrey Bezos, you did it! <laughs> um, yeah, and we talked about earlier how this one is kind of a clear indicator of like, you fucking, fuck you, fuck you, you piece of shit, like, good job for being the richest dickhead in the world. During a global pandemic. <laughs> I love it so much. I think it's his outfit and how he lightens everything around the really dark yes. reality that yeah. makes it like just work. I want to know what he's wearing. Yeah, I have no I, I idea. Don't know, like we were talking about this earlier, and it looks like something that like uh, like a hunter would wear. Yeah, like in a, a very bush. <laughs> like like method hunter yeah. that would sleep out in the wilderness for weeks <laughs> looking to either take photos of or mm-hmm. you know 
uh, hunt down some animal. <laughs> just buried and the glasses. In, like, the glasses <laughs> and like the just this like moss and like <laughs> it looks like a moss costume yeah. with like you know and tree bark just. <laughs> So like, why? I don't, yeah, and it like doesn't even it doesn't match like anything else that he's no he's had on like um the only other ridiculous thing that I can think of is like him being in his underwear for the I'm turning thirty oh yeah song, like which uh I don't know what the the aesthetic choice was for that but I mean there's there's got to be a reason for it mm-hmm. but um. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I kind of thought about that too. I was like, maybe because he's like, it's a birthday and you're a baby and you wear, you know, like just your diaper or like vulnerability if you go like really deep. Yeah. Probably a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, could be. Um, That funny feeling. That one's my favorite. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll let you elaborate on uh, the song and why it's your favorite Mm -hmm. because I'm still putting pieces together myself. (laughs) I like, I like the song. Um, a friend of mine on Facebook, um, his name is Zach. He, he pointed out that, uh, this was his favorite Mm -hmm. and he, he said it sounded like every single Avid Brothers song <laughs> ever written and that's why like he thought it was kind of like written in that fashion on purpose mm-hmm. um but anyways yeah yeah this one the first time i watched it only two songs made me cry and it was this one and goodbye and okay. it's i have a lot of existential anxiety and like dread and stuff like that and so to see things that are super ironic that like you're like that can't be real like that's not real mm-hmm. like i like the the line shooting or gift shop at a gun range or a mass shooting at the mall you're like that's ridiculous but then you get that weird feeling when you're like oh shit like no that's that's like that's every day here sometimes mm-hmm. and it's pointing out and like finally becoming aware of all these things that you maybe didn't want to realize were real or actually happening to people or that you've experienced and the just like the uncomfy feeling that comes with like looking at it and like really sitting with it and Mm -hmm. then there's some things that are like that just make you so uncomfortable that are topical and stupid like female colonel sanders like that was weird and it was really uncomfortable but in a different way than all these serious things but it's that same like sitting in the uncomfort of like mm, things that make you go mm, but in like not the mm. right <laughs> that's what i got out of it and it was yeah. the, the i liked it more after i got on tiktok and started seeing what other people were doing because they took this and made it like a challenge quote unquote where people were writing their own verses to mm. that and then adding the chorus to like connect it all together. Okay. And there were a lot of cool insights onto things like um, political discussions, things about global warming and showing the like hypocrisies that exist in that, you know, the ones on TikTok were much darker cuz it I mean the, the kids were pretty upset about these issues. Right. So they were basically pointing out that like this is happening and it's kind of futile and you know 
we have to sit with it and now we have to deal with the consequences of everything that is here yeah and it's simple as like just a few lines and but it works because that's all it is sometimes yeah i like that one a lot yeah no it's uh, i mean it definitely stands out among the rest Mm -hmm. because it's you know it's the only one that isn't really using electronic music it's i think it's the i'm sure the other songs uh, or there's other songs on here that have guitar parts Mm -hmm. to it um maybe electric guitar but this is the only like all acoustic song Mm -hmm. so it definitely stands out and the things that you touched on are definitely kind of what i was leaning towards in my head i just i couldn't verbalize Mm -hmm. it uh, in that way the closest that i could really come like in my head was like it's it's kind of like all topical Mm -hmm. how um you know he talks about logan paul and um you know, like like you said, the you know, uh, gift shop at the gun range, mm-hmm. mass shooting at the mall. Um, it's uh, it's this, this random string of collection of stuff that we all have to deal with mm-hmm. on a daily basis, and like we, you know, when people start to talk about it like on the internet or in you know news clips or whatever like how i interpret it is like oh boy like here we go again like like with the gun issue like emotionally prepared to to sit with it yeah like you know we you know anytime there's a mass shooting we're like okay First, there is going to be outrage from the left, outrage from the right, and it's always going to be the same thing. It's going to be more gun control. We need more guns. And, you know, and it's just the same shit. Mm-hmm. Cyclical over and over again. And, um, and you know, that funny feeling is like, it's because you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all become this... Routine almost. Yeah, this routine, um, always present kind of... uh, It's like it never goes away. Mm -hmm. And I love the line, the quiet comprehending of... Or comprehension of the ending of it all. Yeah. Because especially now that we've all been confronted with, like, mass mortality of, like, the world could literally end, you know? And we have... And we were all inside and have anything to do. And we all had to sit and think about... Or at least I did, because I just think about that... um, like just like how much it could all change and you're just like you your whole worldview could change with just you know one thought session of just thinking that that way right exactly yeah that was like you know everyone having to be inside that was probably one of the very few times in our human history where we all everyone on planet earth was kind of like unified Mm -hmm. and um i mean especially in america like Mm -hmm. we we were all on the same page as far as like you know what was going on and expectations i mean whether you you know uh wore a mask in public you know Mm -hmm. i mean we knew what we were supposed to do whether you you know did it or not that's you know another discussion but yeah um this is definitely one of those songs that is 
hitting harder the more mm-hmm. I listen to it and the more I pay attention to the words and, and figure things out, and especially with help from you and, and from others. Um, I don't know why <laughs> this song, like, <laughs> gave me such a hard time, mm-hmm. like, trying to just figure everything out, because um, it was pretty much only this song and, like, maybe one or two others that um, it's like... I'm sure that's deep. I just don't <laughs> what? know. What, I just, I just don't, I just don't know, man. <laughs> um, so uh, getting close to the end of the list. Um, uh, after that funny feeling is all eyes on me, which is a fucking banger mm-hmm. of a of a track, and I mean not just musically, but. Um, we actually get a bit of background that I didn't know. Like, yeah, I didn't you either. Know, I, I I didn't. Uh, you know, up until this point, I never like I I remember watching Bo uh, do stand up on like Conan mm-hmm. like several years ago, and that's when he was first introducing like his confetti a bit. Oh where yeah, he pulls out the confetti. <laughs> he's like. My dad uh, thinks that I'm uh, a little too dramatic on stage, and I'm like, I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah. and he pulls out the confetti out of his pockets, and um, so you know, I, 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 like I said, I didn't really follow him religiously. So you know, when he talks about, you know, five years ago or so, he took a break from comedy because he started having panic attacks. Assuming that this is all supposed to be real, like it's not like mm-hmm. a, you know. A, a farce or Mm -hmm. misdirection talking about something else deeper it's actually literal um i had no idea you know about him um you know struggling with being on stage and being in the spotlight um so i thought that was a really cool like uh artistic choice to have Mm -hmm. that in the song i don't um I feel like that is kind of like the highlight of the song and like the rest of the song kind of like revolves around that part where he's like, you know, um, you know, all eyes on me, like Mm -hmm. kind of like describing, you know, his, his situation, like him struggling with like, you know, he's gotten this far, like Mm -hmm. he's become really famous. He's, you know, he started out as like a YouTuber and now he's, you know, selling out theaters and mm-hmm. arenas and, you know, he knows that he needs to keep going, but he wants to take a break and, you know, all these people are watching him and it's like Dance Monkey and, mm-hmm. um, you know, aside from the the fame, that's something that, you know, a lot of us can kind of relate to is like getting to a point where, you know, you've made significant strides in your life. And feeling like you constantly have to like one up yourself. Mm-hmm. So I don't. That's that's just a couple little interpretations or things I got out of mm-hmm. it. I don't know what did I, I know this one kind of hit for you? Yeah, as well, right. This one was. It didn't make me cry, but it was close. It made me kind of. It gave me like the quote unquote funny feeling, Porsche like feeling he talks about in that song, mm-hmm. and um, mainly when he says. When it kind of switches to be like a conversation between two people, when you say like the ocean's rising, like I give a shit, like it sounds like two different people almost talking. Yeah. And it's like, I, the way that I experienced it the first time mainly was that it was like talking to younger generations, like 
you tried to save the world, you know, you tried to make things, you know, different or do this or fix the oceans or whatever. And, you know, like you gave it your best shot. Now all you can do is go inside and like sit with whatever is going to happen. Yeah. And it was... Like I, I, you said I didn't know about his, um, his break either, and it was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense of how he can. It made the previous songs like shit and all the other things that were kind of funny, click into place a little bit deeper because you're like, that's that that's why it's right. there, and um, yeah, that whole line of like. I don't like why would I give a shit if the ocean's rising kind of thing like yeah like like we told you that that's the part of the song that really stands out to me like it kind of makes me chuckle but like I know it's not supposed to be mm-hmm. funny like it's one of those backhanded moments where it's you know you're supposed to laugh at it at how kind of sad it is yeah um you know it, it's kind of like Putting yourself in the position of like someone who who should care but doesn't maybe mm-hmm. or I, I don't know it's kind of hard to explain like mm-hmm. it, it's again one of those things that like kind of that makes sense in my head yeah but I just have a hard time like verbalizing like and like um expanding on, mm-hmm. on what it actually and i've seen to. a few different interpretations on tiktok i've seen a few where like they're kind of like mine where it seems like it's like i've seen people related to generations talking to each other or mm-hmm. i've heard oh, i can't remember it now but there's somebody else saying that like um referencing an earlier part where he's saying like the world only has like you know seven years left um as we know it yeah so like why would I give a shit now if, like, we can't do anything about it, you know, in right. seven years or whatever it is? And so I feel like that one is, is super open, open-ended and maybe on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, yeah, it's it's pretty heavy. I, I feel like it says a lot without saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of repetitive language. Um, yeah, it's... And... and very beautifully shot like yeah the, the, like how it's static uh up until a certain point then he like picks up the camera and like mm-hmm. spins around with it like i was like this is fucking magical yeah it's cool yeah um yeah it was it was really neat um, i love the effects he did on his voice i don't think i would have liked it as much if it was his normal voice something about the the shift yeah. really hit different <laughs> yeah um i wonder if i want i wonder at what point in time that decision was made mm-hmm. I, I wonder if he recorded it and was like you know it needs something else and then he decided to i don't know uh, drop his voice down an octave or, mm-hmm. or whatever effect he used or if he went into it like you know i've written this song i've you know i've played it you know you know on on demand but uh i feel like it mm-hmm. needs to be dropped down either way it fucking works mm-hmm. like you said i i think it 
uh, it really adds to the song and I don't think I'd care to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it's it's the way I've heard the song, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I feel like... Some people have reverse engineered it because what what I think he did is formant shifting and it's kind of pitch shifting, kind of not, but it kind of keeps the quality of the person's voice without making like chipmunky or like really slow. Sure. And um, people have kind of reverse engineered on TikTok and I've heard what they can get as close to probably the original sounded like. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't, I don't like it at all. I want, I want that like. Not guttural, that's not the right word, but like yeah. deep, like darker sound with yeah. something like that. I can actually probably get pretty close to that effect on my yeah, controller probably. here. Um, it's got, I, I don't know if you look to see, um, uh, this is, I'm sure, uh, thrilling for the people that are listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, on my controller, you can see, you know, it's, uh, I don't know why I picked the one that has... Uh, effects I, I thought it'd be cool like maybe in the future mm-hmm. if i ever needed them but i it took me like 15 minutes to figure out how to use them <laughs> or how to get them to turn on and, and work correctly mm-hmm. but once i did um i had like an hour of fun. oh yeah just, like, <laughs> i just was like uh, <laughs> like making like funny because there's one called like alien um, yeah <laughs> I, I was like i was like i'm from another planet i'm going to probe you <laughs> um so uh so anyways um last couple um goodbye is uh after this one um it's another long one i, I didn't realize how long this one was um, but it, it's, it's the one that starts out like so long goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really have too many thoughts on this one, mainly because I, I haven't heard it as much mm-hmm. as, as the others. Um, cause usually whenever I listen to it on Spotify, like I don't make it this, yeah. <laughs> this far, um, so I, I don't know if you have any particular thoughts. On yeah, this, this was one. This was the other song that made okay. me cry the first time I cool. watched it. Because not only was it like the topical, like okay, you pick the street and we have to stay apart. So I'll I'll stand on the other side so that we can you know physically see each other. Right. And then, um, I it was all of that mixed with like probably coming straight out of all eyes on me. We are already like emotionally uncomfortable. And then having to kind of like remember all the stuff that is still really fresh, but almost seems like already that it's like already in the distant past. And then for all of the songs previously to come back, I believe it's this song at the end in like a almost like a Broadway style refrain where they all come back and it all is like this giant full circle moment and this really big, like we had to stay inside at first and now we have to go back outside, but I don't want to. Right. Yeah. Like it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. This is that song where Mm -hmm. uh, all the, um, the songs come back. Is that a refrain? I think so. Okay. Maybe. I was going to throw that word out earlier when we were first discussing mm-hmm. this song. 
uh, or the part in the the special where you know all the mm-hmm. uh, the big songs come back. But um, yeah, I I loved how it kind of came back and like the um, the part from what is it um, comedy uh, where. Uh, you know, he, he talks about if you start to see white men and white dressed mm-hmm. in white cloaks, you know, call me and I'll tell you mm-hmm. a joke. Like he flips mm-hmm. it. So he's like, you know, I'll, I'll call you and you tell me a joke. Yeah. Um, and he has like other language in, in other songs like that where he talks about um, reversing the the situation where, where he mm-hmm. talks about being on the receiving end of comedy. I'm I, yeah. not exactly sure what that's about. But I thought it was interesting, mm-hmm. nonetheless. Like, of he's like, okay, you tell me a fucking joke. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like that could be a, a relatable position to be in. Like, you know, like Dance Monkey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, no, like, you, you fucking tell me a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why do I constantly have to be the one performing? Right. I thought it was really cool that it all flipped and it was and when I the way I listened to it was that all of these things that are external are also what he was dealing with too and it becomes this like personable relatable vulnerable moment for for Bo at least in, in my interpretation where you see kind of the performer aspect drop a little bit and you kind of get a little deeper into just like sure. how he was doing the last year and then the five years, you know, where he was trying to get better. better. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the last one is uh, Any Day Now. I can't really recall. Is this the credits? I think maybe? so. Yeah, I don't really care for this one. I mean, I don't, like, dislike it. I just usually skip it if it comes on. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's at the very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it was funny, like, him coming outside. He was like, yeah, I'm outside. And then, like, he... Couldn't he, get back he, in. He, like, yeah. he locked himself outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I thought that was very humorous. Mm-hmm. And kind of, like just a great punchline to mm-hmm. the whole thing is like you're stuck inside for like 18 months and then the irony is <laughs> you get you're stuck locked outside, outside. yeah <laughs> <laughs> with like happy twinkling like it's gonna be fine music playing right yeah exactly um well um yeah we definitely <laughs> we spend some time on that um listeners uh yeah we we definitely well we knew, historically speaking, anytime I have a guest on, the the episodes tend to run a little bit longer uh, than our usual fare. But uh, yeah, we we wanted to do this episode justice. We wanted to do the the special justice because it resonated with the both both of us. It resonated with a lot of our friends and and just people out there of our age group, millennials, Gen Z you know a lot of others um and so we wanted to take you know an appropriate amount of time uh two hours is a good (laughs) chunk of time um so yeah if you hung on um we appreciate you hanging on you did it uh you did (laughs) very cool way to go um so 
you want to do our closing segment that is shit that doesn't suck? Yes! Alright, let's do it. Shit that doesn't suck. and hit us with uh, your shit that doesn't suck. 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> every spinoff. Yeah. Every every shitty YouTube video of a meltdown. <laughs> so I, I, I'm not familiar, I'm familiar with the concept. I've never watched it. So it's the, the 90 Day Fiance, um, you know, uh, plot concept, whatever, is that someone is foreign correct mm-hmm. and it does does it always take place in america um or, no or there's actually it, one season it, where it's flipped and that one is just like chef's kiss because an american goes somewhere else which is always great right to witness yeah but where's most, the walmart <laughs> yeah they're like why are there cows in the street they're like you're in india <laughs> what do you mean yeah we don't eat cows <laughs> yeah. here so uh they're kind of all over the place but um yeah most of the time it's a foreign foreigner coming to America with yeah. their American spouse on and, a special visa. And they got to figure out if they're in love or not. Exactly. Uh, and, yeah. And then the visa is you literally have 90 days from when they like touch foot in America to get legally married. Otherwise they, I believe just get deported back and it's pretty hard for them to get back in. Sure. And it's just them, most of the time it's internet relationships, and they're like, oh, we love each other, we Skype every day, and then living with each other is a whole nother ordeal, and Uh like the people's families are like, why are you bringing this random person over from, you know, wherever, (laughs) and watching all that conflict take place. Sure. I just love witnessing other people's drama. Uh, And and is it come on Hulu? I think so. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. I have Hulu. I always forget about Hulu, and when I remember it, I'll hop on it, and I'm like, God, they got some good stuff mm-hmm, on here. They do. They added like, a bunch recently, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was perusing through both the TV and movies, and I was like, ah, like I went and added a bunch of shit mm-hmm. to my watch list. Um, they, uh, they got some good stuff, and like comedy and horror, I noticed. Yeah, a like, lot. They, they have a lot. Um, but yeah, cool. Um, I I don't know if I'll ever watch. Maybe I'll watch like maybe next time I come over to yes. you know, Megan's place, we'll um, we'll get toasted and we'll, <laughs> we'll watch some of it. Hell uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. Uh, so for my shit that doesn't suck, I'm gonna have to keep it brief because um, no spoilers, obviously. But I just saw the new Black Widow movie. Hell yeah, uh, waited. Uh, as everyone else did, of course, uh, for a very long time for this movie to come out, both like um, in in numerous ways. I mean, Black Widow has been around since Iron Man two, and you know, so it's been a, you know it's taken quite a while for her to get her own movie, um, and then since the movie was made, it's been pushed back several times. Finally, it got released this weekend and the overwhelming um uh consensus from everyone that i can tell so far is that it's fantastic i've thoroughly enjoyed it 
um, I want to go purchase it on Disney mm-hmm. Premiere <laughs> Plus uh, or whatever it's called, uh, even though I just saw it in theaters, um, just because I... I love to see a it. bad bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 100%. We love I, it. <laughs> I, I am girl power all the way. Like, at a, whenever Captain Marvel came out, I was one of very few that was, like, super psyched mm-hmm. for it. And they're like, why are you so excited for this? And I was like, it's fucking Captain <laughs> bad Marvel. Bad bitch. Like, bad bitch. <laughs> like, she is legit the fucking Superman. Right. Of the Marvel Universe. Like, did you not see her come in in Endgame? Spoiler alert. She came in Endgame and just fucking wrecked Thanos's goddamn ship just by driving her body through it. Like, she's a... Ba- and, like, Black Widow. She's a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, she was trained from a super early age to to scissor kick a motherfucker right. into next goddamn Tuesday. She will do that shit. Um, so yeah, she was, uh, um, God, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, just, we've been recording for a long time. <laughs> my brain is fine. Um, she did a fantastic job. Florence Pugh. Um, this was only the second thing I've seen her in aside from Midsommar. Mm-hmm. Um, she can hold her own in an action film. Uh, David Harbour was great. Uh, Rachel Weiss, she was great, of course like usual so yeah um black widow that's that's my shit hell yeah yeah um well allison thank you so much again thanks for for having me um it was a blasty blast yes um and i hope that hasn't been too painful for you and that you will come back on sometime yeah that would be great excellent um maybe sometime to talk about more music hell yeah or uh more bad bitches yes <laughs> either the two both yeah at the same time yeah bad bitches that make music mm-hmm. um and listeners thank you for listening um you know the deal as always um you can uh, find us on all the social media channels the links will be down below in the description don't forget to um subscribe to the podcast or if you haven't already Leave us a rating and review. Uh, we're applicable. That's basically Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. I don't know why rating and reviews are not like a wide thing <laughs> for like all the podcast apps. It's just fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, that's that's gonna be it for this episode. Um, and be kind, stay geeky, and eat lots of cheesecake. Bye. Bye. <laughs>